God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Dude, I like it. I like these rock songs you've been sending in, dude. Well, let me tell you something, man. I do not have any time anymore. It's gone. So What happened to all your time? Well, it's got gotten sucked up into the ass of the world, and that's where it lives. So Ooh. The, yeah. I only have... I mean, dude, I wrote that song in maybe 40 minutes. Well, don't spend any more than 39 or 40 minutes to write a song from now on. No, no. Because any longer makes it not as good yeah i agree i agree there's just no time to overthink it which has been really good for me so here's what it looks like for me not but this is for we're we started the show by the way uh wait hold on zip what it Go looks ahead. like for me is writing so i'm teaching school till 2 30 when you say teaching school that means you're hovering you're making sure the zoom shit's all on no on no check. no no let me tell you what this is like you there are four live classes a day they're about 45 minutes long, and they're a bunch of bullshit. Then what you have to do is you have to go into this thing called Florida Virtual Learning, where it's these intense lessons, and you have to take a test at the end of them, and you have to walk your kid through it and teach them teach them the material. What? The, the teachers are really getting away with murder. I mean, their hands are tied. There's not much they can do. But the teacher basically says, Here, let me give you an example about today. Here was our English language arts class today. Everyone shares something that makes you happy. Guess how long that takes? 16 fucking kids in a virtual room forever. Then it was, do you guys remember the Invisible Boy book we read? Who can remember the beginning of the Invisible Boy? Okay, that took forever, and it was just a bunch of bullshit. We're going to talk about the beginning, middle, and end of stories. Did we do that? No. Okay, your Florida virtual learning is, here's where you click to go to that. Bye. Okay, you go to the Florida virtual learning, and you click it, and it's like, who, what, when, where, why, and how, and identifying question qu- question words and a bunch of questions and a bunch of lessons, a 15-page lesson that you have to complete and then do a test at the end, and your kid has to get through it. That's me. And you, and obviously, you have to do all the reading because your kid can't read. There's software that will read it for you, but it sounds like a robot reading like this, and I'm not going to let my kid just sit through that. My kid's too young to get to do this by herself, bro. And I'm not complaining. I'm I'm really glad to have this time with her. And anyway, all that to say, I am teaching her this material. And uh, sounds like a drag. So when the song comes, I have an hour or two to write the song. Not only do I have to write it, I have to sing all the vocals that will be the final vocals. Because then I have to go deal, make dinner, and hang out with my family. But when they go to bed, I can't do any more singing. So I have to do all that before eight o'clock. Then when they go all to right. bed, I stay up till sometimes three a.m putting the rest of the virtual insurance and mixing. So good God, dude. I mean, I don't know what your process is like these days. You told me you kind of wait to the last minute too, but I sometimes wait to the last minute, but this week I started early. I just kept making all these changes. I don't know. Like it made it 1% better. I did like a hundred percent more work and it made it 1% better. Do you feel like you have enough perspective to know how much better it made it? I feel like that's something you're not going to know for like, Till you dip back into that song like a week from now. I don't know. Every time I've written a song and then I'll edit it and make it. Here's what happens. So I write the song and then I'll play it live. And when I play it live, I'll sometimes change some of the lyrics. I'll edit it to take out some of the like parts that seem a little 
weird or rocky or bumpy or whatever. So then I'll start performing it live that way. And then at some point I'll listen to the original demo and I'm like, oh, these words were way cooler. Like they're more fucked up, but they're way cooler. They're weirder, but they're better. What is it Always. about you? What is it about you that wants to make them less weird? Why do why even do that editing process? Just because like something will stand out and I'm like, oh, that's too clunky and I'll take it out. But almost always when I go back, I'm like, oh, no, the original one was better. Yeah, because it's closest to what came through you. It's not fucked up by the world. Yeah, it's more it's my subconscious rather than my conscious mind. Exactly. I feel like all of my best stuff comes from my subconscious. All of the stuff that's not very good is me in my conscious mind trying to make it better. Right. Heard that. He right. <laughs> he right, dude. Dude, we haven't done he right in forever. We haven't. That's true. He right. I think that's where you were supposed to say he right. Let's try it one more time. Hey, man, we haven't done he right in forever. He right. Dude, remember when we went on that tour and you said he right once? And then every time you said something, I was like, dude, you got to keep saying he right. And you're like, he right. <laughs> and then I was saying it. And then you and me both were saying he right. And then that's when it got great. He right. Oh, I'm glad you said it. I was hoping you were going to do it. The thing is, you have to you have to be in the mood to play the game. It's a game. He right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's just another one of those absurd tour jokes that are so hard to land with people who aren't in that crazy bubble with you. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yeah, here we are. We should say welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Uh, I'm Bob Schneider. This is my buddy, Clint Wells. Uh, We want to thank all our Patreon supporters we've got do we have any new patreon we do have a new patron and we have an email let's let's dip into the uh the let's say hi let's say hi to our new patreon and also hi to our old patreons because even the oldest patreon that we have is not that old no they're only a couple months old they can't even still babies they're not even able to focus yet they don't even know what they're seeing it's just like unfocused shapes and colors you know what they have they have that soft head that soft skull you have to be careful with dude. the skull because the skull's soft. The, the bone hasn't fused. Dude, that's when you can really... When somebody's got that soft head, mm-hmm. you really can put some ideas in there. Oh, it's a really malleable time when during during the soft head part. Yeah. Well, before the bones fuse, you can just massage some nice IOK subliminal sauce in there. And it'll be good for them later. Man, a friend of mine had... His kid had the thing where the bones weren't coming together correct, mm-hmm. and he had to wear the helmet for like a year or something. Yeah, that happens. And his kid looks great and it's fine now, but man, for a long time, them bones were coming in <laughs> weird and wrong. Little elephant man vibe. I don't know, man. It's like it happens every once in a while, and uh, uh, it seemed it was real scary at the time. There's just so many things that haven't happened to me or you. I know that are so like. We just take for granted all the great things because none of the bad things have happened. I wanted more kids than the one we have. I since right. I since don't um, will not right. be having any more children. He right, but the one thing that oh, okay. really the one I'm going to throw in some okays and some he rights. Okay, he right. The one thing that kept me from like that that gave me pause even when I really wanted another child was how scared I was 
that my kid wouldn't come out healthy, you know, that she'd come out without holes in her heart or, or, you know, um, Oh yeah. The wrong fingers or her lungs underdeveloped or cognitively strange or, you know, uh, just that she came out healthy yeah. and she's strong feels like a fucking miracle to me. Well, when you've got that overactive imagination, like I'm not a best case scenario. No, me neither. I'm blindly throwing a dart. There's a speck called best case scenario and the rest of it, black abyss. Yeah, grim, bleak. Grim, bleak, black abyss. The grim, bleak, black abyss. And that's what I'm throwing my darts at in my mind. Right. You're not trying to do that, but that's just what the dartboard that's what's is. Ha- that's what's happening. Yeah. So the spot of best case scenario is the thing that always happens for the most part, but I'm still throwing my darts into the abyss. Right. Well, you didn't choose the dartboard. The dartboard was chosen for you. Dude, I got the dartboard and I was like, hey, how come my parents <laughs> got a dartboard where it was mostly best case scenario with <laughs> tiny little specks of black abyss. And I got nothing but the black abyss. It's like, hey, there's some doo-doo on my dartboard. And they're like, oh, that's not doo-doo. That's black abyss. Oh, well, whatever. There's black abyss on my dartboard. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know. That's the one that we chose for you. But why? I don't know. Because we're <laughs> Well, they made three dartboards. <laughs> we got all the best case scenario cork. And you got all the black abyss cork, bitch. But the good news is you get to write a lot of songs. Using the black bits. Because <laughs> guess who's not writing the good songs? Oh, the people with the good dartboard. They're the good dartboard people, they're just enjoying a delicious game of life. Would you trade being able to write the songs you write for the delicious game yes. of ignorant life? Yes. I would trade it. Yes. 100. Without even without even blinking an eye. I, I, I would, I would, it wouldn't take a millisecond of me being like, hmm, but my art is so meaningful. No, gone. Out. <laughs> Fuck. Bye. Art. Bye. The art is the art of all the artists is me falling off a cliff trying to grab at a tiny branch to not fall to my death. Yeah. And that's what the art is. Yeah. And if somebody said, Oh, we'll trade you that tiny branch for not falling to your death, hmm. Let me think about it. Oh guy. He right. <laughs> It's amazing how short the decision would take, dude. I would I would answer it before the question was even finished. Now, if we could trade you a, a life of ignorant... Bl- yes, yes, please, yes. They're like, let us finish. The other one that somebody asked me early on when I quit drinking was like, would you trade your sobriety for... You would be the number one artist in the world, recording artist, but you couldn't be sober. And I would say, I wouldn't make that trade either. I was like, I'll take my sobriety. Yeah, right. Well, because because it's the it's the thing. What what profit a man, the world, at the cost of his soul? So you have the entire world, but you're miserable. For what does a man actually gain if he loseth his soul? Let me profit, dude. I finally found out who that you know the guy, <clears throat> Matt. If I may be so bold, sir. I thought it was Foghorn Leghorn. I finally figured out who that guy was. Who? Have you seen Knives Out? Yeah. It's Daniel Craig, dude. Oh, I hated his accent in that movie. If I may be so bold as to proffer. That's it. That's it. That was his accent the entire. I just rewatched it. May I posit a theorem? 
He's pretty good in it. That cast is incredible. When was the first time you suspected that I had something to do with the murder? The moment you walk into the room. <laughs> and he taps her shoe because she's got a little blood spot on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you Dude, know, I like that movie. That is a, we saw it in the theater and I thought it was so refreshing because it's an adult. It's an old trope, right? It's a murder mystery. The who done it clue. I love those kind of things where you have to try to figure out who done it. I, I love the who done it, but it also had this great kind of modern charm, but you just don't see movies. I read this really great book about cinema, about like the future of movies called The Big Picture by Ben Fritz. I highly recommend it to anyone out there who cares about this shit, but you just don't see that level of adult comedy drama anymore. It's like a mid-budget, like 30 to $50 million movie. It's not it's not a $10 billion fucking Avengers part 13. And it's not some little straight to video indie darling bullshit. It's just like a well-made, heavily casted adult movie. And it, it delivered, dude. Do you know that the guy that wrote and directed that movie, guess what movie he made right before that? What? The Last MF Jedi. Uh, That Rise Darby guy? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Well... So he probably off the success of that, they he went him. from like three hundred million, yeah, to thirty million, yeah. But much better movie than the last Jedi. Oh my god, I think those new Star Wars movies are unwatchable. I can't watch them. I fall asleep. I love the Force Awakens. I loved Solo. I kind of have grown to like Rogue One. The second Last Jedi was horrible, and the third one was not good either. Uh, I mean, I think these movies are atrocious, bro. I wouldn't say atrocious. Like, if you really love that universe, like if you fell in love with Star Wars when you were a kid, which most people did, because those those movies in the 70s are just magical, especially when you consider no one had ever seen anything like that. So I get it. But that if you love that world that, that George Lucas created, you're going to love these movies. You're going to find ways. You're going to justify them. But if you're like me and you're like, I just want to see a good movie. Love sci-fi. Love space. Yeah. Uh, love people. Love the idea of lightsabers and Darth Vader. I, right. I love the idea of it so much. But I'm just a normal guy. I don't have this insane bias. And right. I'm just telling you, man, it, as a guy that loves movies, love them. I watch those and I'm like, I don't understand who these people are, what the fucking point is. It's not funny and it's not interesting and they're long. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Now, if you do love those movies, like I do, mm -hmm. and they do, there is a lot of nostalgia, right? The costumes and the and the and the jet fighter and the X wing fighter and the Death Star and all these stormtrooper uniforms, like it does bring back a lot of like childhood memories, which I'm sure that plays a lot into the enjoyment of it. But if you like the Star Wars movies, the best one actually out there right now is that first season of the manchurian because that has the same pace. you mean the mandalorian yeah the mandalorian <laughs> the, manchurian, the mandalorian the manchurian candidate i believe is a michael douglas political oh you're thriller. thinking of the mandalorian candidate <laughs> right these are three movies that often get confused with one another right yeah the mandalorian is exactly like the first it has that same pacing which is the pacing is that of uh 70s spaghetti western mm. that's what the old ones they're like slow they're slow yeah builders right. and then they build to these big scenes whereas dude especially the last one it just starts off with like a thousand cuts in the first five seconds you're like what I know. are you guys doing the editing is slow nuts. down yeah right slow down your move too fast <laughs> slow your speed squire you need to slow down son
I saw that uh, The Boys has got a season two coming out. Oh, I can't wait. I, I'm excited about it because I loved that show so much, but they kind of it kind of got shitty at the end because they 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 just blew the whole world up. You they didn't let you live in the world long enough. So now now there's the great battle is going to just be the whole season two. It's just the great battle between this group of people and the superheroes who are now exposed to be bad. I loved the sort of like. Are they bad? Or are they not everyone, bad? Everyone thinks they're good. Well, we knew they were bad, but no one else did. That we was, didn't know how bad they were. Right, 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 right. We didn't know how evil they could be. And that they, one guy is so fucking evil by the end of this show, you're like, God damn, I'm glad that guy doesn't live in our world. Well, it's like that happened quick. Yeah, the Superman guy, Homelander, he went from like Zach Morris, he's the face of the thing, to like eight episodes later, he's just a murdering psychopath and everyone knows he's murdering in front of the public. Spoiler alert. Sorry if I spoiled the boys. <laughs> but it took a while for you to realize how evil he was. Because in the middle, you're like, well, maybe he's just mixed up. Maybe he's just kind of mixed up a little bit. <laughs> well, they, Maybe yeah. he's just got some wrong cues. Maybe he just has mommy issues or something. And then you're just like, every episode, you're just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then that last episode, you're just like, God damn, this motherfucker doesn't give a f- fuck. Yeah. And did you see Brightburn? I did. I thought it was okay. I thought it was... It, I thought it was pretty good too. Like, and it's weird because it had some of the same sort of iconic scenes as the boys. I'm like, yeah. which came first? I know that. I think that's why I didn't respond to it as much is because it just seemed like the boys. If I had seen that first, it probably would have been more powerful. Totally fresh, cool idea for sure. But I actually enjoy. I saw it in the same order where I saw the boys first and then Brightburn. And I actually, because I had heard Brightburn wasn't good. And then when I saw it, Maybe because I had low expectations, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Well, you know, there's a new, there's an X-Men movie coming out that's like a horror film about these kids that have, they're basically X-Men. They're not the X-Men, mutants. but they're mutants. It's I called The New Mutants. It looks, the trailer looks terrible. I know, Well, but I love the idea, though. It's amazing they didn't do that sooner, because I think they explore that a little more in the comics. You might know more about that than me, but just the dark side of superhero shit. That's interesting. Here's what I want. I want there to be some adult superhero movies where it's just like they're superheroes, but that's not the the emphasis of the movie is more like, you know, just like kind of what they're going through. That's what Hancock was. Did you ever see Hancock with Will Smith? Yeah, it's pretty he was, good. He was kind of like a troubled guy who was happened to be a superhero, like a bomb. But I'd like to see that with like, because there is this there is this great comic book called The Dark Knight that um, motherfuck. Frank Miller. God damn it. My brain just doesn't work anymore. You got a good brain, Frank, bro. You got a good brain, dude. Hey, right. Uh, <laughs> Frank Miller wrote it. Now, they used that title for that second Batman movie. Um, so they kind of fucked that title. But in the in the comic book, it's Batman, and he's like in his 50s. And he's burnt out. And he's just kind of, he's all scarred up. And he's kind of turned into a bit of a monster. He's just kind of like, fuck everything. Like, I've spent my entire life fucking fighting crime, and it hasn't made a goddamn difference at all. And he's, like, ready to start fucking murdering people. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to start using a gun, and I'm going to start murdering these motherfuckers. Dude, it's so fucking good. Isn't that what they were saying, that the new, the Ben Affleck Batman was supposed to be that, like, older, late 40s, bitter Batman? But it just, those movies were horrible. Well, they need to, they need to make it with, um, what's his ass? From the wrestler, God oh, damn yeah. it! Oh yeah, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. They need to make it with Mickey Rourke. That would be as the killer, Batman. dude. That would be really good. 
and just have him be this fucking burnt out, psychotic, dark dude. And then the cool thing about it is like, you think he's going to go down that road and then you realize, no, he's the Batman and he's, even though he's bitter and pissed and old and burnt out, he's still good. It's great, dude. It's so good. Uh, notwithstanding your very last comment, the idea of a Batman, a jaded, cynical Batman gone insane, but he's still a kajillionaire with all his crazy bat toys. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I want to watch that movie now. Well, read that. Read the book. Okay. It's great. Okay. The art's a little... I, I have a hard time with Frank Miller's artwork. Yeah, I'm not into it either. It's a little... It's a little much. Flavor's strong. Flavor's too strong. By the way, if you want to buy one sheet of Frank Miller's art, original art, guess what you're going to pay for that? For one sheet of paper with his ink drawing on it. What is it? $30,000. God damn. Really? Yeah. That's how much that shit's worth. The art world is complete. It's a complete bullshit hack job, dude. It's weird, man. It's all supply and demand. If you can, if you can get somebody to pay for it, then that's what it's worth. It's just it exposes the sort of insanity of the wealth. What's so weird is like every... Every 20 or 30 years, people are like, well, this is it. It's going to just go down from here. Like they said that in the 80s, and they said that in the 90s, then they said it in the 2000s. People quit paying that stuff for this stupid shit. Dude, it just keeps going up and up. God damn. They just, uh, the, the, you know, the most valuable paintings in the world just keep going up and up. Wow. Amazing. It's amazing. Like somebody paid $10,000 for this, um, God, who's the artist? Coons, Jeff Coons. He had a he had a uh, a piece that was a basketball that he put in a, a regular fish tank that he bought at the pet store, filled it with water, put a basketball in it, sold that for ten thousand dollars. See, yeah, this is why. Now, the- now here's the thing: he sold it for ten thousand dollars at his show when he made it at his show, and I'm sure people were like. You must be a bloody damn idiot to be buying a fucking fish tank with a basketball in it when you could go and buy it yourself and make it for about $40. If one was so inclined, one could go straight to Dick's Sporting Goods and make that piece of art themselves at Dick's. You know what? I'm going to try this accent. Okay. Man, you're a damn dumbass. You know you can just go down to a fucking PetSmart and just buy that shit for fucking $40. You can get a basketball at PetSmart? No, I'm serious. You can get yourself a goddamn fish tank and a fucking basketball. You can go down to Dick's and get a fucking basketball for fucking goddamn... How much is that damn thing? $15? So you got $15 for a basketball. You got maybe $42 for a damn He's fish tank. He's doing the math. He's doing the math. And maybe a stand. That costs maybe $15. And so I'm talking about maybe you're sunk into it for about $43 for the whole kit and caboodle. And you sell it for $10,000. And now you're expecting me to spend $10,000 of my hard-earned money on this damn art? Hell no. So anyways, guess how much that thing's worth now? Guess how much it sold for at auction just a couple years ago? How much? $10 million. $10 million. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. This is why. I don't know. I'm making that up. I think it's 1.5 million. Okay. I'm, I got to look it well, up now. Anything now more than $100 is insane. And this is why middle class and poor people hate the rich, bro. Because this is how they spend their money while we're all fucking dying and starving. I know. This is the trade. This is the fucking currency they trade in is, is this insane 
it's it's almost like a a fuck you. It's a fuck you to poor people. Really, is what it is. They're not even making something that's like undeniably beautiful. Like the Sistine Chapel is invaluable. Okay, I get it. Michelangelo's David. I get it. Chiseled out of marble. Ancient, ancient artist. True artist. Great. The sort of like modern pop art, concept art, like just absurd stuff selling for a million bucks is is a fuck you to poor people. It's really what it is. Right. Um, we never really thanked our new patron. So are you still looking this up? Do you want to you want to get the actual figure? Well, I'm trying to get the figure and then it just came up with it. Jeff Kuhn sold one of his balloon bunnies for $91 million. You know what those look like? Let's hear it. What did he fart in a bag? And, and uh... No, no, no. He makes these big, they look like balloon animals, but they're huge. They're made out of like whatever. And then they're chrome, but it looks like a big chrome balloon animal, but they're like 10 feet tall. They're pretty, you know. Oh, well, that changes like everything. Something. Totally worth $91 million. Um, <clears throat> Well, let's thank Craig Wilton, who became a patron means a lot to us over there. And then we got an email from our buddy, Katie Featherston, that I want to read uh, because what she says might help some of you out there too. She says, hey, Clinton Bob, sending a quick thank you for talking up the Sam Harris meditation app a few months ago. She says, I don't like it. I love it. And it's the first time I've really stuck with meditation and I'm kind of obsessed now. Thankful for y'all. Have a good week, Katie. So uh, nice. anyone who's considering doing that or if I still haven't really done it, but I know that Bob, you're a big fan of it. It's a really common. Oh, you haven't done that. I haven't. Dude, you got. I, I know. I so, know. So check it out. So it just he just re put out the beginning of it. So it used to be a fifty day course. Now it's twenty eight days. But here's the thing about it. I think I've talked about this on here, but I used to put. I used to stress out about meditating. Like it was this thing. Like oh man, this is going to be hard. And now it's just a break in the day. I'm telling you, I just look forward to it. Like, I don't want to miss it because I, there's no part of me that's like, I can't do it wrong. I'm not trying to do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I'm doing this like, like half the time I'm thinking about what's being said. Half the time I'm thinking about something else. Sometimes I'm doing it right on. Sometimes I'm not. It's just, you just got to do it, man. I'm telling you, it's so good for your well-being i did it right before the podcast today and you seem to be in a really good mood proofs yeah. in the pudding bro i was not in a good mood before i did it let me tell you why i'm in a good mood because we got a like commercial grade like ymca it's actually the exact same elliptical machine that i ran on every day at the y before the pandemic and we got one for the house so i am able to i'm, I'm back in like a routine of watching what I'm eating and I'm exercising every day. It's, it sucks because the first, the first 10 days, you don't really see a lot of results. But I'm just telling you, mentally, it's done a lot for me. I finally found the price of the Jeff Koontz one. It's called One Ball Total Equilibrium Tank. Okay. Are you ready for that? It was 10000 when he sold it the first time. Okay. Guess how much it sold for at Christie's. How much? $15,285,000. It's a basketball in a fish tank of water. All right, I'm going to say something that might be controversial, okay? It might even get us canceled, Bob. So, But I'm willing to say it. Okay, you ready? What's this guy's name? Jeff Coons? Jeff Coons. Okay, okay. Jeff Coons? Kill him immediately. You're right. Uh, the guy who bought it for the 15 mil? Immediate death. 
Okay. So we just start putting these people to death, and that's going to solve that problem really quick. I don't want to be too controversial. I don't want to bum anyone out. And I'm not, I don't think I'm saying anything that unreasonable. All I'm saying is that artist and the person who bought his art should be killed. Is that too much? Okay. Okay. So this is what he's doing now, Jeff Koons, by the way. Jeff Koons is a very polarizing art figure. Yeah, I hate him. I hate him already. A lot of people are very jealous of how successful he is. He's he's definitely one of the most successful living artists. He's still alive. He's still making art. The thing he's making now, so he has the the most, the biggest artists now, most of them, not all of them, but most of them have huge teams of artists that make the art for them. Uh, Takashi Murakami, he has huge groups of people that make these art, make this art for him. Um, Andy Warhol started yeah, it all right, back in the right, day. Right, right. He, he didn't do any art for like the last 15 years. He had like the vision and then he would have a bunch no, of peons. Dude, the last 15 years of Andy Warhol's life, he didn't do anything. He had other people coming up with the ideas, making the art. And then he would say that he wouldn't even sign it. He would just say, that's my art. This is my art. And he didn't, touch it or do anything or come up with the idea so why why does he get away with that why do people respect that why where are the because he had good the, hair it's all about the hair well if you got good hair that's all that matters i think he cracked the code it's kind of a good hair sitch it, it, you mesmerize people with it dude there's so, so many anyways. people there's so many people like that that are like if you're just believable enough and you have the right hair you could just get away with the craziest shit. Dude, if you've got the right name or the right hair or you just say something is this. People believe it. And you say it with a straight face. Yeah. If you just say, dude, if you do what we do, which is make fun of everything and don't take anything seriously, guess what people do? Dismiss you. And what we do is the hardest fucking thing to do in the world. Meanwhile, if you just look serious and say it, confidently and earnestly and earnestly and say this is a piece that i created because of the struggle of the working class or whatever the fuck one ball equals equilibrium whatever the fuck you want to say but you just say it in a way people are like oh yeah that's the shit right there he took the fucking, he took the fucking bread and he said, this is my body. Drink of it. This is my semen. Put it in your mouth, bitch. And then we hung him on a cross. Amen. God damn. <laughs> Boy. I think I, I'm paraphrasing because he was speaking in an Aramaic. That was the Cliff's Notes, yeah. That was the Cliff Notes. That's Jesus for dummies. Hey, listen, we got to get out of here, bro. We appreciate you all stopping by. We're gonna carry. <laughs> we're gonna carry this uh, Bible recitation over into the Secret Weekly. If you don't know, what Jordan said we're gonna have a Bible study in the Secret Weekly. Now, if you don't know what the Secret Weekly is, it's a bonus you get. It's for, a Bible study meeting. It's, it's a Bible it's study only, bonus. It's only available for fucking Patreon members, and it's only available for Patreon members. You can support us Patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash i o k. There's over fifty bonus episodes of Secret Weekly waiting for you when you get there. If you just can't get enough of this very very strong 
strong sauce. What uh, would Jesus do? He would join Patreon. He would join Patreon in a fucking heartbeat. What would Jesus do? He would go to patreon.com backslash IOK and he would sign up today and become a supporter. Yeah. If he was, if we, if, if here's how I know Jesus has not yet come back to earth. He's not one of our Patreon members, as far as I can tell. We'll know he's back on Earth, and we'll let you know. On the next episode. We'll, <laughs> well, we'll see him pop up on our Patreon account. We'll be thanking him on the on the podcast. Yeah. We'd like to thank Jesus We have a new week. Patreon member, Jesus <laughs> H. Christ. All right, we'll see you guys on the flip-flop. <laughs> what does peace. H stand for? Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in the Secret Weekly. We'll find out in the, se- we'll find out in the Secret Weekly. All right, peace. <laughs> peace. Peace. <laughs>